Hello everyone, this is your host Jason from 7th Level Bardcast. Thank you for joining me today as I walk you through the ins and outs of the RPG that I designed called Bleak Rising. I would like to start with an introduction to the game, but before I do that, I would like to read you a paragraph from the beginning of the book. Once in a land with a name that humanity has long forgotten, people's memory of the gods faded from existence. So too did the gods. With no gods to keep the offerings away, they ascended upon the land of life. They brought with them carnage, massacre, and bewilderment. Above all else, they brought with them the hatred for civilization. Cities were torn asunder, and humanity found refuge in the deserts and mountains they parted from so long ago. With humanity on the run, the offerings turned on each other. In a struggle for power, the land of life was divided, and each demon claimed their domain. Great domes of offered magic were formed to mark their dominion, and leave the city remains inaccessible for survivors. Those who were contained in the domes found themselves struggling to survive, living under the influence of the offered's distortion of reality, and so it has been for 100 years. Humanity has made their way with what they were given, most forgetting the past ever existed, and the offerings thrive on the persistence of the human race. But somewhere, out in the depths of the desert, the gods remain, waiting for the day they will once again be remembered and wanted. So, Bleak Rising is a shared narrative storytelling game with elements of the Arabian Nights and the Old West, Ifrits have taken over the desert and broken the world into domains. Each of them has a cluster of humanity, of humans living under their dome. They've bombarded them with delusions and taken their memories and distorted their memories until they don't remember the past anymore. Those who have learned to look past those illusions become what is called risen. And when you rise, you are able to see the delusions, the illusions that are around you and realize that this isn't the world that has always been. As you play through the game, you start to find your way back to who you once were. You start to gather your memories again and become what is called self-aware and actually gain the memory of your past and a time before the domes existed. What makes this game unique? To me, there are a few things about Bleak Rising that I feel sets it aside as a different kind of role-playing game. Stuff that I put in there for myself and for players to enjoy that I feel has a certain style to it. So for starters, Bleak Rising uses a set of mechanics that is set up so that players can tell the GM what they want to do and describe in detail what they want their character's action to look like. And then after they make that description, then the GM and the player together will look at the skills and attributes they have and decide which of those are, are most applicable to the action that they wish to take. It allows the freedom to do what you wish and then find the answer afterwards. Rather than looking at your character sheet and saying, oh, these are the things that I'm capable of doing, I want to do one of these things, 
I wanted the player the freedom to make any choice they wanted with their action and then resolve the mechanics of it after that. So another mechanic that I've written into Bleak Rising that I think is unique is called a dream sequence. So a dream sequence allows a character to relive their memories whenever they are sleeping or if they have what's called a death episode. A death episode is when a character's health bar, which is called madness, maxes out and they are rendered unconscious. At that point, they have a dream sequence. So in these dream sequences, players relive a memory that they have. It could be a time that was inside the dome, or it can be from their past life, or it could be what's called a nightmare, where the weaver describes what happens. Weaver is a term I use for GM in this game. So how they actually have that dream sequence is based off of a dice roll. So they roll a dice and it determines whether it's a personal dream, which is something that takes place in your old life, a collective dream, which is something that has taken place since the existence of the dome, or a nightmare that is described by the weaver. And usually that's uh, used as a tool for the weaver to put in hooks or information into the game for players to pick up on. In these dream sequences, when they have a personal dream, they're able to build back their memories from their past life. And over time, they become self-aware where they can actually put together these five bearings and it allows them to become whole again for the most part. And most importantly, dream sequences provide a tool for players to become part of the shared narrative. So the last mechanic that I feel is unique to Bleak Rising is called a Risen Network, or just Network. When a character becomes Risen, which happens either at the start of a campaign or at the start of the first session, they become bonded to what's called a Risen Network. And that network includes all of the characters in a party. So all of those party members are in the same network. Well, that network creates a link to all of the emotions and memories and senses of the other people. They become connected in all of their experiences in life, and they're also drawn to each other. So if they start the game off and they weren't together, they would be drawn to find each other. And this network allows them to become stronger as they work together as a team. So it's a way to create team building. It's also a way for players to gain experience if they help other players fill in their backstory or some of the story for them. Or if they do something that helps them create a world around themselves, that actually gives experience to the player, but it also gives experience to the network and allows the network to become stronger. Those are the three things that I think really set my game aside. Not to say that they don't exist in other games, definitely had an influence from other games on these aspects, but I think that they're unique in that they draw players into the game and allow for that full immersion of players into the world that you've created as a weaver. Now I'll just give you a basic breakdown of how to play the game. Bleak Rising is a game of 
discovery and exploration. You're exploring who your character was, who your character is, who they will become. You're exploring the world that was created inside these domes. As a newly risen character, you may have a little insight on what is going on inside the dome, but no one has escaped, and if they have, they've never come back to tell anyone else how to get out. Your job as a character is to try and find a way to get out of this dome. As characters in Bleak Rising, you have a set of goals that you're striving towards consistently. You change them around, but you always have these goals in mind that you're working towards, and you gain experience off of you know, completing some of these goals. Well, your ultimate goal set out for each player in the game is to get out of the dome. You explore the world of the Afrits, which are often out of sight. They are often removed into the dome itself or under it or, you know, somehow removed from the actual world itself. However, they have created minions that they call Jinn, and those jinn have taken on sort of a human persona and they control what are called barrier towns and those are full of people who have not yet risen who still believe that the dome is their only way of life and so there's a conflict between those people and the risen the jinn are out controlling these people and it's it's a war in itself so extracting information from those people can often be troublesome. You have seven what I call ethos, basically would be a character class. Uh, I chose the word ethos because you're playing out a persona of who your character is now, who they've become in order to deal with their new surroundings, their new environment. These ethos are sort of a way of life for them. Those ethos are Storyteller, Tech Mage, Seeker, Canon, Nomad, Rodin, and Sijacked. Each of these has a different way of dealing with the world around them, and they each gain what are called focuses, but basically magic powers that they can use. As a character, you're able to use the magic of the dome for your own means. However, the more you use it, the more it starts to drive you insane. Your health bar is called madness, and as that fills up, you get closer to what's called a death episode. When you go into a death episode, you have a chance of gaining new conditions. Conditions are split into two categories. There's impairments, and there's disorders. Impairments are physical manifestations of the abundance of madness that your body carries, so you may lose an arm, or lose sight, or become mute, or something that's an actual physical manifestation. The other disorders is when your mind takes on some sort of mental disorder like bipolar disorder, or insomnia, or narcissism. When you take on these disorders, the more you take on, the closer you get to what's called a final death. Once your body and mind finally succumb to all of the madness it has been taking on, and that magic of the dome overwhelms it, it becomes no longer living. So ultimately, the job of the character is to find a way to navigate the dome, find the answers that they want to escape before they are overcome by final death. 
as they go throughout exploring the domes, they may find new ways to make their powers function or find ways to not function off of the magic, maybe even finding a way to create an inner power. All of this comes with exploration of the dome and ultimately leads to an escape. Why did I make the choices that I did in creating this game? What I wanted for my players was an experience of free expression for who their character is. I wanted my players to use their background concepts for their character to drive the narration in a direction that they could feel a part of. One thing that has stuck out to me in my experience in gameplay is that players are just as imaginative as the person running the game. But they often stifle their creativity in order to go along with what the GM is putting before them. What I found though is that when you give the player a chance to express themselves without any bounds on what they can do, their creativity is immense. So that's why in Bleak Rising I tried to create mechanics that would allow for player expression. But that doesn't go to say that I didn't create the game for myself as well. There is a certain style that I use when running a game. As a person who often forgets things, I find it hard to keep track of a lot of rules. One of the first things that I did, going off of other systems that I've used, Apocalypse World, Blades in the Dark, uh, those kind of things without a dice roll for the GM, I used that concept to take the dice roll away from the person running the game because I myself need that extra time to concentrate on other aspects of the game because, as I said, I have a bad memory. The other thing is I'm not great at memorizing rules, remembering when to use rules, so I tried to keep the rules lighter in this game than you would find in a traditional role-playing game. Which means that there are things up for interpretation, but as a person who's running the game, I also wanted people to feel the freedom to make changes to what they wanted. As you leave things vague for those who play your game, they will often come up with their own answers. And that's something that I've enjoyed doing myself, and I want other people to enjoy as well. The last thing that I learned to enjoy and gave me extra time to do other things for my players was to not include a ton of game prep. I create a world that can be easily altered in the way that somebody wants to, but because players are so involved in the world building process, it requires less pre-game prep because it's more improv as the players do things throughout play and will often change things as they go. So ultimately, the game itself requires little prep compared to more traditional RPGs. Why did I want to take a minute to talk about Bleak Rising? Well, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast, you have learned a lot about myself and Jared and Michael, and you've learned about how we like to run games, how we feel about games, what aspects are important to us. So I think with those thoughts in mind, those people who listen to us would be more open to the style of game that I've created. The other thing is that I'm looking for feedback. 
I've come to a point where I'm having problems as someone who doesn't use traditional game running techniques. I change a lot of rules, I change rules on the fly as I go, and so it's hard for me to write that into an explanation of how to run the game. So if I can get feedback from other people about how they ran the games, I would be able to incorporate that into writing out a GM chapter for this. The other thing is, is that we'd like to give something back to those who have listened to us and we would like to be able to offer this up as sort of a reward to those who are listeners as a free giveaway. So in the next few weeks we'll be looking at giving away some PDFs for Bleak Rising where it currently sits. When you guys look at this, I'd like to get feedback and just, you know, tell me where are you finding problems, where are you enjoying things, where um, would you like to see things change or not change. I just want to get some feedback so that I can put this game into a complete version. Thank you very much for listening, and hopefully you enjoyed listening to me talk about my game. This has been a production of 7th Level Bardcast, copyright 2020. Listeners are free to use the episode in any non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to 7th Level Bardcast. You can find previous shows and resources at 7thlevelbardcast.com. If you wish to support the show, like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcatcher. Music provided by Vira, Aries Beats, Electronic Senses, Alexander Nakarada, Pratsap, and Sakura Hertz.